It looks like Governor Wolf doesn't think highly of the Penguins' plan to sell more tickets with less social distancing for those who are vaccinated. More on that as it breaks. But joining us now, live from the ballpark, Beat'em Bucks, it's Serbian Reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, why is it such a big deal the Pirates are 12 and 11? Why is that something to celebrate? I don't think I don't hear anybody saying it's worth celebrating. I, I do think it's a big deal. I think there's two very different things. When you have a team that is being almost universally forecast to lose a hundred plus games and they get off to this kind of start and they've done it without their best player, Brian Hayes, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, well, you know, we don't you look know at, that he's their best player. He is only a rookie. Yeah, I, I, that's obviously a subjective thing, right? I mean, I, we don't know that. Um, I'd like to think <laughs> that he's their most talented player. How about that? Uh, that, that that's it, different. If he but, isn't, but 23 games is a small sample, is it not? Of course it is. But, again, this, these are 23 games that were expected to be a disaster, and they haven't been. And the other thing is if you look at their schedule that they've played so far, um, three-quarters of the schedule has been on the road. And even within that, uh, the, the quality of the opponents that they faced, including the Royals here tonight, who have the best record in all of baseball, the Pirates beat 2-1 to one last night. Uh, they're beating teams that either won their divisions last year or they're leading their divisions right now. Yeah, but aren't not the Royals like kind of fluky in the same way the Pirates are? Sure, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, again, uh, you know, one thing that I, I always know from, from, from listening to you and, and having known you for more than half my life is that your top priority is wins and losses. That's the way you measure well, right, all but, success. But you said that wasn't the priority success. at season start. The priority was to get this team better, uh, meaning primarily individually. Now, if you were going to do that and if you were going to do it on some grand scale, then the team was going to get better. The priority for this team, for this management group, remains very much getting the individual players better, getting Brian Reynolds right. Brian Reynolds looks like 2019 again. Kevin Newman doesn't. You know, that's been kind of lost in, all, in, in how well the Pirates are playing, but that's an L for the Pirates in Newman still batting below 200. Uh, that can't happen. Mitch Keller, who's pitching here tonight, if he doesn't pitch well this season, Mark, that's an L for the Pirates no matter how well a veteran like a Tyler Anderson does. So I don't think the objectives have changed here. In any way, I think what you've gotten here is that individual guys have improved, and as a result, in particular, the bullpen. And there's no way to have a conversation about what this team's done so far. The bullpen is number one in, in Major League Baseball in ERA over these last 17 games. Uh, and it's not just one, two, three, four guys. It's all eight guys that are just well, coming no, in because automatic each guy out. pitches a third of an inning. But doesn't even the most moderate of success just give Bodmutting justification to continue to operate on the super cheap? Uh, probably for 2021, but uh, you know, ultimately, if you if you if you're someone who believes Ben Sherrington and Travis Williams and why they left other really good jobs to come here, uh, that that money is going to be available whenever the time comes. Uh, and then that's the reason that they lowered payroll this year so that they could make sure that they have it when they want it. Those calls are being made by Charrington. Um, and, and whenever that, that time comes, if Bob Nutting doesn't step up, rake the guy over the coals. That's what I did after 2015. Yeah, I, I think we still should be. Uh, I look at the payroll, and it's absurdly low. 
Now, whatever happened to our team, not his? I mean, is nothing okay by you now? Are you giving him some benefit of the doubt? Well, if you remember what our team, not his, was about, uh, I felt it was incredibly wrong that the owner was keeping that front office intact. That was what it was all about. I wrote, fire everyone, in the first two words of every column that I wrote for the last two months of that season. And when he didn't, I really, really wondered what this guy was doing because it didn't make any sense because the way they had conducted themselves, meaning Frank Coonley and Neil Huntington, was even in the face of his his own judgments. So when he fired them, he actually went way above and beyond what I was expecting. Uh, he fired literally everybody, and he brought in people who are, and I think you will agree with me on this. I know we don't agree on much baseball-related but he brought in people who are immensely qualified in charity. Well, we'll see about and that. Williams. We'll see about that. People thought that Neil Huntington was a good GM at one time. You thought well, that Neil time. Huntington didn't come here with a World Series ring. Charrington does. Yeah, we'll see if he gets another one. By the way, I got to drop in. Tom Wolf ratted out the Penguins. That's just breaking. He says the Penguins asked if they could allow only vaccinated fans into their games. Although I don't know why they would have to ask that. I would think that that is their decision. But uh, but well, that, hang on, Mark. That's not that's not what the Penguins. The Penguins were seeking vaccine only sections. They that, weren't looking to, to have it be vaccine only. That's not what only. Tom Wolf said right now. Well, then he's wrong. Okay, he's flat well, out wrong. Because I know for a fact. I know for a fact what the Penguins asked for. They were looking for certain sections of PPG Paints Arena to be for, to be available to fans who have been fully, meaning you know, if they got the certain vaccines, both of them or whatever, fully vaccinated fans would be able to be put in special sections. And that's actually happening now across sports. Well, I know it is, but but Tom Wolf said that the Penguins at first asked the state to only allow vaccinated fans at games. Hey, if you're asking me who I believe the Penguins are a politician, it's obviously <laughs> the Penguins. Talking to Dejan Kovacevic here on the X. Now, when the Pirates are good again, assuming they ever are, will mm-hmm. nothing pay the good players then, or will the team be dismantled like in 2015? Well, one of the things that you have to consider, and there's a lot of misperceptions about this sort of thing. Oh, no, Brian Hayes is going to go. He's going to – Pirates have his rights for six more years, you know? Okay, you what about a, what about the anybody. end of those six years if they're a 95-win team again? Well, I can counter that pretty easily. What else in life do you worry about that's going to happen in 2027? Why does that conversation only uh, ever come uh, up as it relates to the Pirates? Because that's what the Pirates tell us we should be concerned about. We all, they always tell us to it, be concerned about later. So now as a good Pirate fan, I'm being concerned about Well, that's about really, later. really later. I'll take the six best years of somebody's career, which you would hope would be in the player's prime. Uh, if he leaves, he leaves. Garrett Cole was gone the moment he was drafted. Why? Because there's no salary cap, and he's a Scott Boris guy, and Boris always tells his guys to go test the free market. Josh Bell was going to be gone the moment he arrived. Yeah, Why? but you're giving Scott the extreme examples. Like in 2015, they could have kept J.A. Happ and opted not to. Yeah, they, they couldn't have kept Happ. Why? Because Toronto had because – the, because the Blue Jays are owned by a phone company, and they had committed – that they were going to sign, they were going to one-up whoever so, made okay, any well, kind of offer to, to have. To get back to my original question then, so when the mm-hmm. team becomes good, they can't afford to keep the good players again. Is that right? When the team, when the team, and not in this system, when the team becomes good, what you end up doing is you keep spinning the cycle. You keep fighting the Tampa Bay race. This system is not set up for teams to play fairly because it's not a fair system. You have to try yeah, to find ways to beat the system. in 2015, he could have kept that team together at least a year longer. He just could have. Well, the, who left from the 2015 team? It was Happ and A.J. Burnett. A.J. retired. 
Hap went to a team owned by a phone company. Now, now this they team, could yeah, have done so a lot saying, more. I, I, in fact, somebody called me about it. Get it, phone company. Uh, what <laughs> was that, what was that trade? They, they Refresh my memory, and I really do need my memory refreshed. What was that trade they made with the Mets that was lopsided just to oh, dump payroll? Oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Neil Walker for John Neese. Neese didn't even last here two months. Yeah, why did they make DM. that trade? Because Kyle Stark, Neil Huntington's assistant, hated Neil Walker. No, they, they wanted did it, him out. They of did here. it to save money. Is why they did it. No, because Nice actually cost more. Go look it up. Uh, Walker would have cost more. I mean, more I'm not eight. expressing an opinion here. That's a fact. Nice cost more. Yeah, it was just a stupid trade that was selfishly motivated. If the Pirates lose 90 games, is it a successful season? Well, I mean, if you go back to, I think I was sitting in there with you back in whatever it was, early March, and, and you asked for my season prediction, and I said 73 wins. And once your laughter eventually subsided, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I felt that they wouldn't get to 90 losses. I did not see. I thought this bullpen was going to be really good. I didn't think it would be great. And I certainly didn't think Richard Rodriguez would end up being the number one reliever in baseball through you're April. You're 23 games, so, right? I said through one month. I know. So I games, didn't. To be exact. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't foresee these things. Look, maybe they will, Mark, and you'll be very happy about it because you hate these guys. I mean, you can't no, make that any no, clearer. No, I don't. You love these guys. You can't make that any clearer. I don't hate them. I just I, don't respect. I, just I don't cover res- them fairly. That's, I don't I respect all three teams. I don't equally. respect or trust the organization, not one bit. And if you I think can, there's and any I, and reason, I, totally, I should. And, and that's actually. We agree completely on that. Until Bob Nutting, because he did make mistakes after 2015. It wasn't Jay Happ. He made a lot of mistakes after 2015, and he needed to step up as an owner, and he didn't. He failed. I've said this to the man's face. Well, he's never going to he spend enough he money. He's never going to spend enough money. He's not. But it's not a he, Mark. It's a system. There's no owner anywhere in sports who spends their own money. You know that, right? No, that's just not true, but okay. Name one. Name one. How did Bob Nutting buy the Pirates, Dejon? Whose money did he use for that? I'm, I'm. See, you, you, know just, tur- you just turn about. everything from the Pirates to the system. Which owner it's in never the Pirates' fault. It's always their own the money. system's fault. How did Nutting get the Pirates? Did, did, did Mario Lemieux spend his own money whenever this, before the NHL had a salary cap? Rather unique situation with the bankruptcy, wouldn't you say? I'm saying that I'm right, but what ended up happening was that both he and Ron Burkle, and I had no problem with it at the time, dropped See, the payroll to the very How did this get the Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle? How on earth did you turn it to that? How did Nutting get the Pirates? Did he spend his own money? I mean, some of it. He's bought out minority guys. I mean, he's ended, he's probably put in about half of what the total, what his total ownership worth is. Does that make sense? And, and the team is making profit hand over fist, correct? No, certainly didn't in 2020. Nobody did in 2020. What about before that? No, no. But I think I think that no? their profit margin is their profit margin is somewhere in the range of 10, and it's too high, 10 to 15. It's been too high, and I've criticized them for that, too. That's but I not also what hear Forbes Magazine says. 40 and 50. Well, Forbes Magazine makes stuff up, and you yeah. know that. They yeah, they're the number they one financial no magazine in the world. They make ask stuff them. up. Ask them. I have asked Forbes reporters. And Forbes Magazine said they make they're, stuff they're up. They're estimates. They're estimates, Mark. They're estimates. i got to move on to the Steelers because I'm getting a headache. Uh, okay. Who will the Steelers take in the first round, and who should they take? 
Oh, man. If it's not Najee Harris, I'm not going to lie. I've really backed myself into the same corner that I feel they have. uh, Where If it's not the prime running back, then what do you do? Well, what if he's not there, then what do you do? That's what I'm saying. I think from there, then you really do have to take the best guy who falls. And that's probably going to be an offensive tackle. It might be a linebacker. Um, well, you, you see, know, that's who I would take. Deal. I would take Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I, that I want... would give me an elite inside backing core. And that's, that's a big part of what wins I, these I know. days. And, yeah, we're on the same page with this because what you can't do, as much respect as I have for the, for the effort and the passion of Robert Spillane and Vince Williams, they're not 2021 inside linebackers. And if you have Devin Bush out there, let's put it this way. One of the things that, that we've talked about is when the Steelers lose – Bud Dupree and other guys, they lose some of that special element to their defense. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. They, they lost have... Mike Hilton was that in his in his position. I mean, Steven Nelson yes. might have been their best corner. They've lost significant components. Yeah, but in, in just in Bud alone, if it had just been Bud, you would have lost that special component. And I think the Steelers would greatly benefit from getting that back. I would still take Najee Harris uh, over Zavin. Man, the idea of having a Devin Bush partner, you know, two first-round oh, no, no, no. Don't guys. get me wrong. I would take Najee Harris over Zevin Collins. But if Najee yeah. Harris goes to Miami at 18, as many suspect, I would take Collins. Well, let me ask you this in turn. How would you feel if it was an offensive tackle? Because that player is probably not going to get on the field in 2021. If they draft an offensive tackle to knock it on the field, so they would play Chooks and Banner ahead of that guy. Yeah. If they can't draft an offensive tackle in the first round that can't jump in and play ahead of Chooks or Banner, there's no point taking them. <laughs> I kind of thought you'd say that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think those two are mediocre at best. Well, I mean, we'll see. We don't know about Banner until he gets on the field for more than a game. You can have a great training camp, which he did, but it, you know, it's just, it's just a great training camp. He has to do it in real games. Uh. Are the Steelers a Super Bowl contender if they have a good draft? How good does their draft have to be? Oh, my. I mean, you know, a good draft can obviously be measured for what it means for the future, what it means immediately. If you draft toward players who can step onto the field for you in 2021, which can be a different discussion, uh, Super Bowl contender is a stretch for me unless, unless Matt Canada is just the ultimate magician. Because the one thing that keeps getting left out of all the dialogue about the Steelers and, oh, no, they lost all these defensive players, is that the, the players, the, the area in which they are the most complete in terms of having guys back was the greatest problem last year, meaning the deep passing game. You have all the same receivers back. You have the same tight end. And, of course, you have the same quarterback. What's going to change? What's going to be the difference that's going to allow them to throw the ball deep? Because the moment John Harbaugh figured out how to stop that, that season was over. I don't think anything's going to change. I think the offense is going to be exactly as it was. It might, but you, you got to at least try to throw it downfield. Ben can't get away with just, you know, the 2.7 second release and three yards. Asian, I agree, I mean, but what does something. Ben think? It doesn't matter what we think. What does Ben think? Yeah, you might be right. I'd like to think that Ben would love to get back to heave in the ball. You know, I really would. But he's got to trust his line. And I don't think he trusted those guys as much as he loved them. I don't think he trusted those guys. And finally, I've been talking about the uh, NHL going to ESPN and uh, Turner Broadcasting and leaving NBC behind. Uh, 
who could be the NHL's version of Charles Barkley in terms of uh, studio host? Because I think the NHL desperately needs that. I think they failed on NBC, and they fail in general because they're way too vanilla. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, I don't think it was, you know, I don't think it was anybody who was on NBC. Like, you had Milkberry who, who made everybody angry, but that's just because what he said was ridiculous. It wasn't because it was telling it like it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think it, that'd be a really hard thing to find. I know the guys at Spit and Chicklets are a big deal, uh, meaning Paul Bissonette and Ryan Whitney, former Penguins. Um, that, if that's the kind of thing where you're thinking outside the box and you want people to tune into the studio show, that's the kind of guys that you're paying attention to. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear what they have to say about certain things. I'm actually way more interested right now in TBS mistaking Connor McDavid for Andrew Ference in their, in their promo. Did you see that? I did, but I like Andrew Ference, so I had no problem. <laughs> Dejan, is always a pleasure. Enjoy the ball game while you can. All right, Mark, I'll do that. That's Dejan Kovacevic. He's brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. It's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.